Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and today my co-host is, let's say, the bar to which I measure how my editing goes. And it's none other than Aram Vartian from God's Fall and from Of Now and Them. Yes, both projects are amazing. And if you don't listen to Thank them, you. you are doing yourself a disservice. And as soon as we're done here, go listen to them. So for this one, we tied it back to episode number 78, World Building Origin Story. My favorite. Yeah, it should come as no surprise. The guest was Aram. And I came up with the idea for DMnastics number 65, way, way back in the day. And so with that one, it was way more freeform than most of the ones I do. They're pretty structured and have like, take this picture, talk about it. This one was come up with a theory in the world of Dayan Bay as to how the world was created and just let it be that and kind of see what people could come up with. And I know we have both chosen some favorites. Aram, if you don't mind, you want to talk about the favorite off of the forums? Yeah, absolutely. My favorite was from I believe it's Grimhelm. And Grimhelm had this idea where there was a world that existed. It sounds like a typical Tolkien world with humans, elves, dwarves, etc. And that somehow that they managed to kill themselves. Like there was some sort of cataclysm that wiped everyone out. And the only reason why they exist is because the gods resurrected them. So the belief that they have is that because they have been recreated by the gods and brought back from destruction by the gods, that we should cast away the gods. We're the new gods now. We should we should take control over the earth. And I just love this idea that they're like, well, yeah, so we did wreck everything, but we're good now. We've got it all figured out. We'll That's do it better favorite. this time. Yeah, I promise. Exactly. That's my favorite. I love that one. What's funny is that's also the one I chose, so we can talk about it a <laughs> little bit more. Yeah, it's almost like, and I think that's the one of the more fun pieces is that obviously no one would know what happened because no one was there when it happened, not even the gods, theoretically. Right. And it was the like magical leftovers that originally drew those gods in, and that's how they got power enough to recreate the world and recreate the races. But eventually they'll leave again. And now that's when you kind of have like the vultures, as they called it, the mind flayers, the beholders, kind of these still very, very powerful, very magically oriented creatures. But now they can kind of come and pick over what's left. And yeah, I like it. It's like, well, they're gone. We got to try again. Right. I mean, it, I guess if it doesn't work, we'll just go to the last save point and they'll <laughs> they'll reset the world. Right, and the gods time. will come back and be like, all right, all right. Now let's try this again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that idea. I also like it because it then allows for uh, the gods to be distant and vague and not directly interfere with everything the players are doing or the world is doing for that matter. Or you could even do the flip side that there are some that have kind of forsaken the idea of like, okay, I've gotten what I need or what I want out of this. I'm going to mm -hmm. go see if there's another one that's just there. And then some that could be emotionally invested with their followers yep. or anything like that. And those are still more present. Also, like the idea that there'd be this group of gods that just travels from planet to planet, you know, basically populating it with life and people and whatever. It gives an idea to where they're not really gods. They're just incredibly advanced technologically. They come to a dead planet, seed it, and then move on. And that they wouldn't see themselves as gods or act as gods in any way. They're simply trying to 
repopulate the universe for some reason with life i like that idea as well yeah and that and that it is and it's almost like this collective neutrality obviously there would be some variance in the individuals but as a whole they're just like yeah we'll give them another shot and then yeah all right off we go right exactly it's just like this intergalactic team that's trying to fix you know human populations that haven't quite gotten past that line of self-destruction i like the idea yeah i really like that one especially because it, it can perpetually draw in more things mm-hmm. you know because you could essentially also have the gods showing up before total destruction because they're like no you're gonna do it again look this is not this is not the intent i mean we will reset it if we have to but, but it's really resource intensive so if we could just shorthand this a tad could you just try a little bit harder this time <laughs> exactly no it's perfect also it lets the players lose because they could lose the whole world could be completely blown up and then they just restart with the the whole new group of characters oh that is a really cool way to like reset the world too yeah and then have it be like they're just first coming back and what does that look like and then you could almost get a little bit of that numenera feel of Mm -hmm. finding things from civilizations bygone and torn up and (laughs) drawing in the reset button that's my favorite thing that it just makes me feel like i'm playing kind of a video game and i'm just like well i lost again right gonna gonna reset (laughs) you could even have flashbacks like at some point if they got near uh one of these old temples or wherever they would you know have constructed the resources in order to reset the world as you drew near you could get these flashes or these ideas of worlds past or times where you lived in worlds past like mm-hmm. maybe it kept getting reset at this certain point so you have hundreds and hundreds of iterations of memories from your old selves that just got rewritten over and over and over yes i like it there's lots of ways to play with that one it's a clever idea so it kind of ties into like that concept of that reset is that it ties into one that dm doug spiracy had put on there where essentially we're traveling along a flat line it's gets kind of existential but that makes sense we're talking about the creation of a world right that we're essentially traveling along like a yardstick but every time you get around you know let's say you're at one but 101 is pretty much the same as one and 201 is pretty much the same as one and 101 and that concept that it is cyclical while still being in a straight line yeah i see what you're saying that's interesting it's hard to hold in your head yeah yeah which is like kind of the same concept here is like every hundred whatever that may mean Mm -hmm. it's going to get reset because we're going to blow it up at 99 every time (laughs) right exactly (laughs) there's going to be this never-ending cycle that always moves forward yeah i like that cool so then the other thing that of course we will do is we will lift the mental weights right now lifting weights is what i do look at me lift these weights so the prompt as I wrote it is, like I said, it's very open. So I want to see what kind of cool ideas you and I can workshop together right now. And yeah, it just said origin theories on the world yeah. of the Iron Bay. And that's the thing is, too, I kind of almost wanted it to be rumors, not necessarily mm-hmm. like these are the hard and fast rules. This is for sure what happened. Right. No, this is like the ideas that other peoples and other cultures have about the world. Yeah. One of the things I touched on in my world that I really liked that I wanted to play with more like every world now is this Mm -hmm. idea that the gods were birthed because of the beliefs of man, not the other way around. Like the God of man in my world was brought about because mankind became so focused upon itself, upon its own creations and its great cities and its great magic and its great inventions that they became so insular that they bore our God of man. And that 
upset the whole balance and cause a catastrophic war between the gods that had already existed. But I love this idea, and American Gods touches on this too, that our obsessions as people birth our gods. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there be a god of greed and a god of wealth and a god of drugs and a god of abstinence and a god, you know what I mean? That, that all these yeah. concepts we have that we focus so much of our energy and our own mentality and will into then birth a god. I like that because then you have those base level concepts that are just going to exist. Yeah. You know, and some of the more complicated ones that you were bringing up, but the like simple ones, life, death, like those are those are absolutely going to exist because it's something we dwell on and the, how much power is going into that god is it's almost like that freddy krueger concept like the more that a people or the world fears death the more powerful that the god of death becomes i like that i like that absolutely a lot. and worship is a focused form of that going to a temple actually devoting yourself is a focused form of that energy but just in our daily lives if I sit here and worry about death for half an hour and then can't get to bed because I'm thinking about cancer, that empowers the god of death. That worry is a form of worship. And yeah, I just, it's a really interesting idea. Yeah. And then, like you had mentioned, I mean, exactly like you mentioned, where the god of man essentially reset or shook up the pantheon and the portfolios therein, that would consistently happen and like which ones are falling off and which ones are like these fledgling gods and then absolutely people getting more more people to worship the the ideas look how oh, powerful like the this. god of the internet would be oh, yeah. and how recently powerful that god would be he would the god of narcissistic voyeurism that's yeah. how i like to call it <laughs> the god of the internet would have driven the god of narcissism skyward they had to reinvent that word because mm -hmm. of the internet they had to change what it meant yeah yeah oh so much so much fun because anything could work yeah as long as you have enough people behind it anything could work i mean there could be a god of selfies <laughs> yeah yeah there'd be a god of selfies like you can only see them from like almost like a third per third person perspective like you can never actually see the god of selfies right you can never look at them no one says like over your mm -hmm. shoulder with your camera or something yeah oh, it's perfect <laughs> That's so good. And then the god of selfies would I want to be forever plagued by the god of photo bombs. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's amazing. But I mean, of course, this is easily applicable to your world, especially your players is another really cool thing. I mean, obviously, your players, Aram, mm -hmm. get to experience that firsthand being deities and having, well, on their way to deities. Yeah. Little baby ones. Yeah, yeah, just, it is. Yeah, yeah, they're there. Yeah. They count. Yeah. But you could easily have one of your players that is invested in that idea or an idea become kind of like the catalyst for creating a deity in your world then with this idea. Absolutely. In fact, you can create demigods in my world. And by creating a demigod, you've created a new god of something. And it's usually going to be a smaller branch off of whatever happens, you know. So, yeah, that's an idea that's being workshopped currently, actually. Oh, Trying perfect. to figure out what all the next demigods are going to be. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. I know it was a game that I was in, and it was another player. And essentially, and maybe this was a story I heard, and I just latched onto it now that I feel like I was there. And if I mm -hmm. was, I apologize to the original source. I do that but all the time. They essentially created a fake god. And like we're going around to different towns and like handing out pamphlets and talking about it <laughs> and stuff like that. And it could be so funny to have it be from this place of lacking understanding of how that idea functions, only to then find out that through their what they thought was just a hilarious joke actually created a deity in that world. 
Or if they were like a Barnum and Bailey kind of thing where it's, it's like a big circus act just for money, right? Mm -hmm. Behind the entire thing, there's actually a trickster god who forged the whole idea and thought it'd be just a great joke to be behind the scenes of this supposedly fake church. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Yeah. And I think it's kind of something we're playing in, playing around a lot is that, and I feel like this is kind of both of our perspectives, you know, you have a really heavy hand with a lot of the really established worlds and their interaction with the gods they're in and everything like that. Like they just show up, which is cool. In those really heavy handed worlds, you're right. The gods enter like WWE wrestlers. They have their oh, yeah. explosions and soundtracks and they come striding in and that's fun. It's fun to play with, but... It's like the problem Supergirl had with Superman. If Superman's always in the background waiting just to fly in and rescue you, where's the tension? Where's the drama? How do you establish mm -hmm. your own narratives? Yeah, and it's possible to come up with really cool ideas behind it, but it's difficult to do it on a party or world level. Like yeah. the idea of Constantine, and he's firsthand experienced everything that it would be religious or faith-based. And like that's what they say. It's like you don't have faith. In yep. anything that you've seen, yep. you just take it for face value and like that creates a compelling story on yep. a personal individual level. But, you know, worldwide, it gets a, you're very, like you said, it's very WWE and just crash. And then you have to deal with the aftermath. Whereas everything that we've talked about kind of plays with the ideas behind the deities and how those ideas have shaped the world. And I think that's a better and more like nuanced way to have that interaction without it being just crash bang. It's certainly a better way to tell human stories, which in its heart is what these things are about. I mean, even though my players have godlike abilities, even though at fifth level, you know, the rules say they're way overpowered and off balance, quote, mm. you know, quote, unquote. As long as there's a human drama and a human danger and a threat and a negotiation that can be introduced, as long as these things have stakes, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really, it's really matter who they are, where they are, what kind of abilities they have, what kind of powers they have. As, you know, as long as they feel real, that's what ties them down. Gods are not. Yeah. Well, then that you say that and it makes me think of something Rich Howard had tipped me off to how to make a good Superman story. It's not focusing on the fact that he has powers or what his powers are or the fact that they're every power ever and he can get out of anything. But there's a scene where Captain Marvel... His friend dies and he flies away like super distraught. And Superman says like, I understand that the loss of this child is really heartbreaking, but why are you so shaken by it? Like you're an adult and he changes back into a boy. And that's when Superman just like goes cold face and just I says, who that did one. this? Yep. Who did this? And he went and demanded the answers from the wizard. Like how on earth could you have set a boy up for mm -hmm. this? Yeah. And it's that idea. His powers meant nothing right yep. then. Yep. Nothing, nothing at all. At all. It was a human element. I think in that same book, he talks a suicidal young person off a ledge and who like couldn't get, they have a, a cell phone in their hand. They couldn't see their therapist. Their therapist was trying to answer the phone. Superman heard both parts of that conversation and then just shows up on the ledge. And he's like, you know, sometimes calls don't get through. Sometimes people are busier than you think, but you're stronger than you believe you are. And there's just this incredible human moment. And, it, and none of his powers matter there. Just kid, the idea of Superman matters there. What he believes and what he stands for matters in that moment. And that's why he's a superhero. Well, and I love the idea of like he has, with the like most minuscule amount of effort, he could have saved them if mm -hmm. they had jumped. Yes. 
then did he really save them in that whole concept? So they had to save themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And then that whole idea of that's another way that you can have these origin stories and these people that have shaped the world and continue to shape the world. And this is like those are the ideas on how you need to get them to interact with your players or even stories about them rather than just crash, boom, bang. And it's just this high level thing that you never really interact with or it's just like to face value. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or you can just have a big reset button, like Grim right. said. So. Right, exactly. Or well, you can have both. You can be like, yeah. all right, well, you didn't, you messed it up. So yeah. Awesome. Well, sir, I think we have done it. I think we've given some great advice. Went down the whole amazing how you write a Superman story, in case yeah. anyone didn't know. Oh, apparently lots of people don't know. <laughs> I think we've gotten ample proof of that lately. Touche. <laughs> For those of you that should know, that are spending too much money not knowing please go see the comic books we have referenced. But with that, I want to hear about all the awesome stuff you were doing. I know you just mentioned a new podcast that you're working on. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It's not a gaming podcast. Let me get that out of the way right now. It's a podcast about stories. It's called Of Now and Then. And the idea of it is basically I take fantasy and sci-fi stories. You know, good fantasy informs our present by talking about our past and good sci-fi informs our present by talking about our future. So of now and then, that's the idea of the show. And I will take these out of copyright old stories and then recreate them as full audio dramas. And that's basically the idea of the show, just telling really well-produced storytelling. And it is beautiful. I surprise i kind of have the inside track on that and have maybe heard the whole first episode and you distracted me from doing because often people will do other things while listening to podcasts but honestly i stopped and just stood there in my kitchen not doing dishes and just listening through the whole first episode and it was awesome and i've already told you i'm super excited to see the other stories you've chosen for this first season i believe you called it yep this is the other nice thing about this show is that i can choose edit record and produce an episode in one or two days as opposed to god's fall which takes me a good 30 to 40 hours per episode to get yeah. wrapped up. So I think I can keep this one going on a weekly basis. Thank God. Nice. Yeah. Well, then, of course, we have God's Fall, and mm -hmm. we are dangerously close to episode 50 at the time of this recording. Oh, yeah. Super excited. Yeah, episode 50 is going to be a big one uh, for two reasons. We're right on the edge of our two-year anniversary, which is uh, February 8th, and it is the season ender for season two. So it's a big climactic story ender where my party has split itself into three groups and i have to tie everything in together oh no problem I, yeah that's the joy of every dm gm or the other just writing and editing three separate games now thanks guys oh <laughs> <laughs> and I feel almost like asking your players to come on the other side of the DM screen so they can better understand it. You should just be like, oh, yeah, you guys think this is great? You think this is cool? You have to go edit this right, right now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, I won't get any of that help whatsoever. No, no it is. It is helpful because it's fun. I always like it in established stories where they then break characters up and team up characters you wouldn't expect to be teamed up necessarily to see how they play off each other so that's fun i've really enjoyed that part the extra 10 hours of editing i could have done you know, oh, yeah. without but you know i bought myself that problem i can't really <laughs> complain about that awesome so where could people go to find all of this and follow you you can find God's Fall at godsfall.com and on Twitter at godsfalldc. 
You can find Of Now and Then at ofnowandthen.com or on Twitter at of now and then. And then you can follow me. It's says Vartian everywhere. It's Vartian at Twitter. It's aramvartian.com. It's Vartian on Facebook. It's Vartian on PlayStation 4. So if you type in Vartian, it's going to be me. Awesome. And if people wanted to hear even more of your voice, they could start following the Dungeon Rats. Oh, shoot. Yes. <laughs> I should probably mention that. I'm, yeah, I'm with an amazing cast of unbelievably talented voice actors and improv actors. I am the low rung on this totem pole. I am barely <laughs> hanging on. They are unbelievably funny. The DM Patrick at Patrick Likes to Tweet is hysterical. And if you want to just hear some I would say traditional, fun, you know, playful dungeons and dragons. This show is the tops of it. Not to mention the, the concept where we're in this endless magical dungeon and the audience is the one supplying what's going to happen next. I love that idea. Yep. I may be one of those people because awesome. I am a backer of One Shot and I gave some good ideas. So I can't wait to see or hear those I rather. Can't wait for them to torture us. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what it'll do. Cool. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by emailing dmnastics at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at dmnastics. And we have daily dmnastics and we actually just stepped up to having one every single day. So if you can't get enough of the weekly podcast, you can go there and interact with those. And for everything else on the network, it is blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But of course, the number one thing I want to do is implore you, the listeners, to join the forums and take part in these exercises, as well as all the other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. <laughs> <laughs>